Hi, this is Trip Rogers. I'll have Trip's take in just a moment. Hello again, I'm Trip Rogers, and this is Trip's take. The Olympic competition has gotten underway in Tokyo, Japan. The games, which a lot of people never thought would happen, have gotten underway. The opening ceremonies are scheduled for Friday, the 23rd of July, in Japan. And the $64 question is, will they get through these games without having issues with COVID? And what controversies will pop up during the Olympics? Because they always do. Now, before I get into talking about this year's Olympics, I want to talk about the past. Because I was always fascinated as a kid by the Olympics. The Olympics were a larger-than-life event, which you watched on television. And you got to thank ABC because they brought it to us. They were the network of the Olympics in the 60s and the 70s, and when you got to watch everything, it came into your room. And I remember watching Peggy Fleming skating, winning a gold medal back in 1968 in uh, in Grenoble. I remember the Munich Massacre, and I remember watching that from my living room. I also remember some of the other great moments that happened in the 70s, you know, Franz Klammer, and also, again, who can forget that wonderful, wonderful win in hockey over the Russians in 1980, all brought to you by ABC. They were the network of the Olympics, and they were the ones who brought it into our rooms, our our living rooms, and into our television sets. It was some great memories. Now, I have a personal memory about the Olympics. Olympics. Innsbruck, Austria held two Olympics within 12 years of each other, 1964 and 1976. And you recall in 76, they hosted the Olympics because the original host was supposed to be Denver, Colorado, but uh, Colorado voters decided not to fund the Olympic Games. So therefore they had to move them kind of quickly. So they went to Innsbruck. Now, 1970, my first trip on an airplane was to Innsbruck, Austria. My mother took us, took my sister and I there, and it was a week spending time in a land that I'd never been to. And, and, you know, I'd only heard about because of sports and the Olympics. I got to see the Olympic ski jump. I got to see the flame, got to see the ice rink, got to see the, uh, uh, the bobsled run. And also I got to ski on the mountain where they had the downhill. And of course, one of the great things about the 1976 Olympics is remembering all those places we had been. My mother and I both commented it was so cool to see a place we'd been at and and able to see that come back. And it brought back so many memories. It was one of the highlights of of my childhood, but a special Olympic memory. And ironically, it was exactly six years in between the two games that we were there. So, so Innsbruck, Austria was was really cool. And again, that was kind of a tie to the Olympics. As the Olympics moved into the 1980s, more and more television coverage was given to the Olympics. And the Olympics became a bigger and bigger thing, thanks to ABC. There are pros and cons about that because the bigger an event is, that means more people would be interested in it. And as ABC found out, and surprisingly, I think, 
1988's Calgary Olympics was the last time ABC hosted the Olympics on their networks. NBC took over that summer. CBS had the winter games for uh, in the 90s, but NBC had the summer games, and NBC has taken over broadcasting the Olympics ever since then. Now, one of the smartest moves I think the Olympics Olympic movement has made was to move the winter games and the summer games to alternating every two years. They used to have the Winter Olympics and the Summer Olympics in the same year. And, and that's a, a, a huge event. And it was huge for television ratings. But again, the athletes in the Winter Games kind of got short shrift because the Summer Games has always been the bigger of the two events. By putting it off every two years, oh, you get more attention paid on the Olympics in that even year. And of course, we come to this Olympics. It marks the second time that the Summer Olympics have gone to Tokyo, Japan. It also marks the second, it, it marks the first time the world has gotten together since uh, COVID. This is the first major Olympic event since the COVID uh, uh, virus happened. And of course, the pandemic. And that's going to be one of the $64 questions. Is Japan ready for this? especially given the fact that we have another outbreak of COVID and they, you wonder if they can keep everybody safe. There are no spectators at this Olympics, which is a sad thing. I'll get to that in a second. But here's the other part of the problem. As we move on and as we've become more and more into social media and stuff, it is very difficult to follow something. If you want to know what happens in the Olympics, all you got to do is look on the internet. And that's the thing that NBC has faced because in its time that it's been the Olympic network, everybody can find out the results of events before they're on in primetime. Now, while watching in primetime is always a great time and it's appointment television for a couple weeks, do people really care about an event if America is not involved? Because let's face it, we care about the home team. I don't know of many people who would watch and say, oh yes, we love Tonga winning. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just... I'm just saying, you know, um, again, you hear of a big upset, then you want to see it, but that's one of the, the issues I think that, uh, we have in this day and age, it's tough to watch something on tape because there are so many venues you can see things. Even watching highlights is very easy to do. And that's where I think NBC is going to have some issues. Now, one of the things about this Olympics is there are no spectators and the one thing I will say is that for a majority of the Olympic sports, and I, I'm not trying to belittle the sports, but there aren't many people at the, they're not played in big stadiums, you know, so having no spectators, not a huge deal. Okay. But you're going to miss the spectators at the gymnastics. You're going to miss the spectators at the track and field events because the, the, those big 80,000 seat stadiums are huge. And you're going to miss them at the opening and closing ceremonies. Listen, the opening ceremonies of the Olympics are always a good time. And I have to say, in recent years, I've not kept up with it as much as I, I, I have, but I always find time to watch the opening ceremonies because it's always cool to watch the parade of athletes. It's always interesting to see what everybody's wearing. And of course you like to hear the reactions in the United States. And of course you also like to see who marches in the ceremonies because I think one of the things about profession using professionals in the Olympics is they're kind of jaded. And I don't know if they appreciate the Olympic experience 
as, as much as other people do. And it's always interesting to hear, see which athletes actually do march in the opening ceremonies. Not many stay for the closing ceremonies because at that point their competition is over and they decide to take off and, and continue on. Because again, you're using professionals and I'm, I'm thinking more specifically about tennis players, uh, basketball players, that kind of thing. But uh, it's still, it's still one of the, the fun things. Uh, the closing ceremonies I rarely watch, but the opening ceremonies I always do because it's the start. It's the big event. Although, as I said, some of the Olympic competitions began on Wednesday. So uh, some of the competition has already begun and already an upset uh, at the time uh, at this point. Uh, the Olympic soccer team, the women's soccer team, lost their first game to Sweden. So <laughs> there are already some people who are pushing the panic button just a bit. Again, you watch it to see the United States do well. But the question I have is, is there really an interest with the problems with COVID? And again, the news headlines this week, the head of the Tokyo Organizing Committee said there's still a possibility these Olympics could be canceled. And again, that would be a huge, huge issue. But again, it could because of the problems with COVID. You've already had an outbreak of COVID and had athletes testing positive. And the more and more you have this, the more pressure is going to come on Japan to cancel the Olympics or to shut the Olympics down. And one of the other things about these games, to see how they're, they're, they're thought of in the home country that's hosting it, Toyota who is a national brand in Japan, has canceled their advertising on the Olympics because at this point, people in Japan have kind of made up their mind. They don't really want to have these Olympic Games. It's one of those... Those things that it's a, it's a good thing, it's a bad thing. The fact they couldn't have it last year, and the fact they're trying to have it this year, and, and they're kind of pushing it on people, leaves a bad taste. And Toyota decided to pull out. Now Toyota's not pulled out of their Olympic advertising in other countries, but in their home country, Japan, where they're very well thought of, uh, they have decided to do that. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. But I will say this. It is the Olympics. It's always cool. You're going to get some stories. You'll get some unexpected winners. You'll get some unexpected upsets. It is the Olympics. And I probably will watch... Not as much as maybe in the past, but opening ceremonies, definitely got to watch the Parade of Nations, and we'll see what happens as these Olympics roll on. That's Trip's Take for Thursday, July 22nd, 2021. I'd love to hear your thoughts and comments about our podcast. Just email tripstake at gmail.com. Fantasy football players, be on the lookout for my other podcast. The Fantasy Sultans with Mike Sheck. It's also on Anchor, Apple, Google, iHeart, Spotify, and other podcast hosts. If you like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, check out our new internet radio station, WTRSradio.com, online 24 hours a day. Join us again next week. For now, I'm Trip Rogers. Thanks for listening. Make it a great one.